Wild women, welcome. This is the Femme Podcast. If you're new around here, I'm Jack, one half of the Femme Duo. Before you dive into today's episode, I want to give you a heads up. The Femme Podcast is on season number two. You're about to listen to an episode from season one, which was the Spiritual Smackdown podcast where we invited women to rise from rock bottom. So season one is all about the Spiritual Smackdown. Season two is all about rising from greatness to greatness. More on top of more on top of more. It's where we tap into everything your woman desires. The money, the sex, the wealth, the power, the pussy desires. Start here and then come join us for season two. We're waiting. It's like a little tap on the butt or a huge womp on the booty. A spiritual smackdown is the universe's way of saying, hey, you, it's time for a change. It's time to listen to your intuition. You know, that little voice you've been ignoring? It's time for something bigger, something miraculous. But before you get to experience those highs, you gotta shift through the lows. Oh, those lows. And those often start at rock bottom. Hey, I'm Rob. And I'm Jack. We're best friends and business partners. We life together, work together, play together, and somehow we ended up here. With a community of thousands of badass, beautiful women who want more from life than staying surface level. Welcome to the Spiritual Smackdown Podcast. This is for the wild woman ready to rise. The woman ready to up-level her game in soul-driven business and elevate to the next level of her being. This podcast is going to connect you with women who are out in the world having a massive impact. This podcast is going to call on your truth. This podcast is going to initiate massive breakthroughs in your life and business to bust through the limits that are keeping you stuck exactly where you are right now. We're going deeper than surface level. We're going to the depths of healing to trigger your revolution. We're tapping into the struggles of growing and operating six-figure businesses, being totally broke and then rising to riches. We're diving into the spiritual growth, getting clear on what you want, learning how to ask for it, owning your worth, gaining confidence, and becoming a total queen of pleasure to raise your vibe and magnetize your reality. We're teaching you how to get strategically aligned in your business and challenging you to strip your business of all the weighted shoulds. And then we're going to watch your bank account start growing with more ease than ever before. So welcome to this space, a space for you to finally understand and celebrate that where you are right now is the perfect place to rise. So go ahead and hit subscribe on iTunes, fill your cup with coffee or wine, and come get real with us as we spit our truth and get ready to rise. Good morning, Wild Femmes. Hope you are rocking into the new week feeling electric. Oh my gosh, I am feeling electric this morning based off your vibes, Rob. The messages that you're sending me this morning, your jingles, your singing, the million, million year vibes. Million dollar vibes. Million dollar vibes in the house. I was like, oh yeah. Vibes in the house with this postpartum hair, yo. Okay. I feel like so much has been going on. Okay, let's start from with a recap from the weekend because that was a wild weekend. It was a wild weekend. If you guys follow me on my personal social media, then you know that it's okay to not be okay. And this weekend, I was like totally sideswiped by grief and it was uh, insanity. Like it was just, yeah, like a new witnessing to the feelings and emotions of grief. And 
I feel so incredible now. Like I let the wave of grief wash through and um, totally allowed myself to just like feel it and sink into it and be there. And I called for help and got support and from family and my neighbors and a nanny with my kids because my husband's gone. And I just wanted to start today by saying that the more you allow yourself to feel in to whatever is happening, the more you allow yourself to sink into trust, to be with whatever is happening in your being and to give it space to feel yucky or to to bring up old stale habits and thoughts and wounds and things that need to be healed in the beginning especially if if becoming this vulnerable with yourself feels uncomfortable then it will feel really hard for you but the more you get familiar with this practice like there was not one moment through the weekend where i was like i do not want to feel this way like make it stop I'm just going to ignore this. Like the most incredible thing you can do for your emotions is to let them move. Yeah. And allowing those emotions in is so powerful. And as you said, Robin, there is like other, you know, there's deeper layers. And this is what happens when we dive into soul work and healing work. There's like, there's always new layers to uncover. And I said this to you last night, as things pour out of you, you recognize that it's not just meant for me. It's not meant for me to hold tight. It's like this can serve so many other people as well and in their healing and their learning. And as soon as I read your email last night, like I sent you a message and I was like, oh my gosh, can you like put this on an audio? Can this go in our podcast? Can this go like more people are going to benefit from hearing this because they feel a piece, like everyone can feel a piece of themselves in your journey. Well, and this is the thing. So obviously in the middle of this, I wasn't like, oh, got to write an email, you know, like that was not even a blip on my radar, but I sat down during nap time knowing that I needed to write. And I, like, I had no intention with the writing that came out of me. It was just, I just needed to give it a space to live and breathe so I wrote it. And then as I got to the end of the, the writing process, I was like, oh yeah, this isn't just for me. And this is what came out. Sister, this weekend is the 22nd anniversary of my mom's crossing over. I felt called to share my story with you as I continue to navigate the deep waters of grief as the ripples of pain wash over the shore and the dark endless season once again makes way for the light. I'm telling you this story so that you can see my wholeness, so that you can enter the shadow with me and feel that it's safe to reveal your entirety as a woman. It's safe to feel the pain. It's safe to cross over into the unknown. It is safe, my sister, to be seen. Thank you for giving me space to share this story with you. I hope you're able to find love in the cracks of sorrow the same way I do. And I'm going to share this story with you the same way I wrote it on this day. And I want to just give you a heads up that this may be slightly triggering or very triggering for some of you, depending on your own life experiences. So if you do feel triggered by this, please reach out to me. I'm here for support the same way I am here to share openly and to tell a truth that is important in this space. The days she left, January 10th, 1998, she went missing. I came home from seeing the Titanic to find police cars in my driveway and a missing persons ad playing on the television, on her television. 
the one that sat on top of the fridge so she could watch soap operas while she baked oatmeal chocolate chip cookies for dad and muffins for the bake sale. I walked in through the garage door, up the unfinished steps, into a scene that felt more like a horror movie than it did real life. Grandma crying, policemen questioning, my dad stoic, as he often was in those days. I was told to go pack a bag. I'd be staying at my grandparents that night as the search continued. Before they ushered me out the door, I ran up to my mom's dresser where she kept her jewelry. She had told me one morning over breakfast that if anything ever happens to me, you keep my locket, okay? The boys were to share the wedding bands. One got the diamond, the other got the solid gold band. I remembered every word as I reached into her jewelry box to find the locket sitting right there on top, as if she knew that's where I would go to look for her first. January 11th, 1998. We were kept pretty busy that day. We started taking down all of the Christmas decorations to surprise her when she got home, they said. Christmas was mom's most cherished holiday, and literally every corner of our house looked like a country rendition of Santa's workshop. Since I was the oldest, I got to stand on the kitchen table to reach the ornaments that sat on the very top shelf. As I reached my arm up again and again and again, I could hear their voices in the background talking about how excited she'd be to come home and see all the work we'd done. Their voices became echoes as my intuition got louder and louder and clearer and clearer. Don't be so fucking stupid, I wanted to say. We all know she's not coming back. January 12th, 1998. It was a Monday. We awkwardly attended school and tried to be normal. There wasn't a kid in sight that didn't know what was going on. There were whispers, the kind you can hear and the kind you can feel like invisible ants crawling up your back, you know? I'd never felt so desperately alone walking those halls. No one could possibly understand what it felt like to be the kid with the missing mom. And they wanted answers, but I didn't have any of them. So that night, we went back to Grandma's house after school, where we were staying to keep a safe distance from accidentally gathering too many details. It had felt safe there, but today was different. We walked through the house, and the air felt cold. The lights were dim, and I remember that everything felt like ice. It was colder than before. Our minister sat there on the couch. I loved Father John so much. He had been a part of our family for years. To see him look so sad was what confirmed my already knowing. And before anyone spoke, they sat my brothers and I on the couch. I can't remember seeing anyone's faces beyond this point. I just remember that my heart broke first, and then I couldn't keep the words in any longer. I needed to hear it. She's not coming back, I said out loud. And the ice broke. Like a frozen lake in the dead of winter, suddenly we were all drowning. The lifetime after her death. I remember tidbits of my mama's life. Mostly I remember that she taught me what it felt like to be alive. In 11 short years, she had me marveling at how beautiful life could be through laughter and song. She brought music into my heart and it has never left, not for a single second since she's been gone. She encouraged me to dance. She saw my creativity before anyone else spotted it from a mile away. And she whispered life into my secret desires from a very young age. Imagine when you get married, she said. What type of dress will you wear? What kind of music will we sing? She was my soul's mate, my mom. And how lucky was I to know her? Unknowingly, she taught me so many of the mothering ways I would carry with me in my womb until birthing my own children, 18 beautiful years later. She gave me hope because she knew I would need it. 
Amongst other things, what my mother truly gave me was the context for my life. She inadvertently taught me that honoring our dreams isn't selfish, it's mandatory. She gave me the reminder to always try, but to know that when we reach our limits, we tap out, we say enough is enough. We create healthy boundaries and we honor them. She showed me how much life you can fit into a small period of time when you allow for it. She proved that you can, in fact, give away too much of yourself and it can be hard to get yourself back. My mom laid the foundation for what was to follow, a story of womanhood that is not defined by social norms and that refuses to be caged, a wild woman brave enough to walk into the storm, a courageous heart that knows the worst fraud we can commit in this lifetime is not giving ourselves the chance to thrive, a passion so fierce that colors appear brighter and the air feels richer because I choose to experience life in all of her ups and downs, in all of her fullness. What we can learn is that every story that makes up your life is a gateway for you to walk through. At every moment, you can choose to see the light and practice putting one foot in front of the other until this becomes your norm. If you make this your choice, if you make joy your choice, if you make rising your choice, then you will create a habit of constantly choosing love over fear. And when you choose love over fear, you will no longer be the victim and all of life's beauty will reveal itself to you. Or you can stand exactly where you are. And I've been there in the dark. Oh, sister, it is cold and lonely. And it often hurts so bad you can't figure out where the pain is coming from. It's like agony as the daggers of confusion, loss, disappointment, failure, and grief relentlessly stop you dead in your tracks. But I wanted to tell you something today, sister that you have a choice. I had a choice and you do too. That no matter how dark it is, there is always light and I'm here for you. I am your beacon of light. Let this be your light. I am your ray of hope. I am the how when you don't know how. I am the messenger here to tell you that joy is on the other side of your pain and I know because I've climbed the mountain and I've seen the view from up here. And yes, it takes work, my love, but it is worth every single step. And if you need a leader, then I am yours. So let's climb this mountain together. Day after day, step after step, choice after choice, I will help you create the life you know you want to have. With love and wild intention, Robin, your fearless leader in a time of rising. You know, witnessing you move through this weekend, like, yeah, the more soul work you, you go, the more you're leading yourself, like you're just like, you just keep going deeper and deeper in your healing. And it's actually a really beautiful process. It's beautiful to witness. It's beautiful to like, like, it's just such a beautiful sharing as well. And that sharing, I believe is also such a huge part of the healing process when we move through things and then allowing ourselves to be seen. Yeah. And I got so many messages and emails in response to the email. Um, so thank you guys 
for the support. And thank you for allowing yourselves to see your reflection in my words, in my story, in my writing. Um, so that was pretty cool. I mean, my favorite thing that you said, Jack, is, is just up there. It, everything becomes a beautiful process. You know, when you're open, when you know that there's light, when you, yeah, when you're in this place of allowing, it all becomes beautiful, right? And I think it all becomes beautiful because we've done so much work to be able to sink into that place of trust to know like on the other side, like that there's like, there is the light, you know, that like you get allowing yourself to experience the pain, the grief to like move through all of it really is a beautiful process. Yeah. Also like leading this into like what we're here to like share and talk about today. I think it's also sometimes we, we think like, okay, if I'm in this process and I'm healing and I'm grieving or whatever, well then, then like nothing else should be good in my life. Like, Ooh, can I be excited about this? Can I be excited about business? Can I work? Can I, you know, there's all these ideas of like, but I'm supposed to be sad right now, or I'm supposed to be this. But when you allow yourself to like be all of it, then you can like, you know, what enters? I'm supposed to be a mom right now. I can't work. I'm supposed to be on date night. I can't think of work. And like, sure, there is a gift to being able to shut down and to, you know, not be working all the time or to not even be thinking about your work all the time. But there is also a beautiful gift in allowing your creative process, allowing your words, your truth, your allowing your message to always be moving through you. And for me, the deeper I am in an emotion, the deeper I am in a circumstance in my life, the more creative I feel, the more I need to get that thing out, to breathe life into it. And that's what actually helps me like move through the thing. And that's one thing we've really come to recognize and move into, right? Is the beauty of our work is like our work is our life. Our work is sharing our lessons. Our work is sharing our journey, our truths, our soul, all of it. Mm-hmm. All right, let's share this challenge, yo, because I'm really excited about this. It feels like a challenge. I mean, it is a challenge for us. This is how I came about. Robin was like, I'm going to do this 365 day challenge. And I was like, oh, me too. And then we're like, let's put it out to our people. Because when we are consistent about something, guys, I mean, 365 days, this is the challenge that we're going to give you. Because when we are consistent about something, when we do things that feel slightly uncomfortable, that's where the shifts happen. That's where the magic is created. Well, we can't just do it like for five days or once every here and there or once a week. Like we want you to go big in 2020. We're all about massive shifts in 2020 and breakthroughs. So this is it. So yes. And my favorite thing that you said there and like the most common example that we have of this in our, in our community and with our clients is the showing up for yourself in like little snippets, you know, like, oh, I'll, I'll do like, I'll go really heavy on self-care for a week. I, then I won't even consider it for three months until my back hurts again, or until my benefits kick back in, or until I'm so sleep deprived and tired and exhausted and overworked that I'm can't get off the couch. What if your consistent action actually got you to a new level of energy, a new level of wealth, a new level of community, a new level of engagement on your social media, of followings, of buyers, of, 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 right? Like, so this idea of creating consistency in one area of your life is that 
that building on the foundation of greatness, right? So I could do right now, I, I've started a hundred push-ups a day. I'm on day like eight. And the first day I was like, no, like fucking no, this is way too hard, impossible. And on day eight, it takes me like a fraction of the time. They feel easy and fun and light and I feel strong and I'm committed to the, like it's already become easy, you guys. And it's only day eight. Mm -hmm. So imagine after 300 days of showing up in one consistent way, how elevated you will feel. This is also the best way. So let's talk about what we've taken on. So what's your? My 365 day commitment is how I am going to show up and share my life and share the beauty of my life with you guys. So I'm committing to 365 days showing up in full vibes every single day on For the Wild Femme Instagram stories. And this is really like, you know, people are like, okay, but you're on stories all the time. So I'm on stories here and there, maybe every other day or maybe five times a week or whatever. But I really want to show up and start sharing more pieces of my life because I, you guys, I read so much. I'm in beautiful places today. I'm working from this gorgeous space. And it's really not at the forefront for me to be like, share my life, like the little details, the like magic of my life. And so I really want to share that with you guys this year and for myself. Yes. To capture all the beautiful and, moments. And those vibes. Yeah. And this is one thing I wanted to say. So my, my challenge for myself, I really stopped using Facebook. I don't even know when a long time ago, um, at least consistently because I just, I wasn't feeling in alignment with it anymore. I wasn't loving it. I've really come to relearn the magic that can be Facebook. So for 365 days, I'm going to use my personal Facebook page as like a diary, literally. And, and this is the thing. I'm not using my Facebook page for you. I'm not using my Facebook page for the public. I'm literally using it so that next year in 2021, I can return to my memories. And this is how I'm, I'm thinking about it. So that I can return to the memories on my Facebook and say like January 10th, or January 13th, 2020, what happened? And I want to reignite that feeling. I want to bring my mind back to that feeling of like, oh my God, that was a year ago. I can't believe how much has happened since then. I can't believe how much I've accomplished. I can't believe how far we've come or how much has changed or whatever. So you're capturing the beauty and I'm making memories. Yeah. And that excites me so much because I literally, right before you jumped in there, I was thinking, I was like, oh, I'm so excited to like go through the highlights a year from now or like ah! a month from now or whatever, like the highlights where I've shown up every day. Like it's just this like beautiful space where we're capturing all the things. Like cannot wait. And this is the thing, you guys. Yes. When you show up when your commitment is something social media, if you're in business and you're like, I want to grow my business, I'm not sure what to do. You guys commit to a 365 day a year, 365 day a year, 365 day challenge. Join us, do it. Watch your algorithm boost, create a healthy habit. It's not about being online all the time. It's not about constantly being engaged. It's not about not logging off. It's about creating consistent action. And we have a million dollar vision. We've shared this with you guys. Million dollar visions require you to get a little uncomfortable. 
to be a little bit more vulnerable, to be a little bit more consistent. And this one tiny action can create magnificent results. So what can you do for 365 days that's going to create results that you can't even fathom right now? Okay. Guys, what if you- this challenge changes your life? What if it changes your life? What if it changes your business? And guys, are you in for the, if you're in for this challenge, like share with us below. We want to know, like post in here, let's hold each other accountable. Let's cheer each other on. Let's like the days when you're feeling like, oh my gosh, I'm not, I can't do it today. Come into this group, share with us so we can be like, oh yes, you can. Like, let's do it. Let's support each other. This is how we rise together. So excited for you guys. And we love you. If you're ready to, uh, you know, continue this work in all levels, this is one little shift. If you're ready for the big shift, you know where to find us. The shift, the first masterclass is January 29th. We'll announce all the details for that, but we'll share the link for the shift in the comments and we'd love to have you inside. We love you. Love you. Thank you so much for joining us today. There really is nothing better than bringing a group of grown-ass women together. So go ahead and hit subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts and come get real with us every week as we spit our truths and get ready to rise. And if you know other women down to get real, please do us a favor and share this episode on the socials. Take a screenshot and tag us on Instagram at ForTheWildFemme so we can give you a shout out. Instagram is definitely our favorite place to hang. So come join the combo there. And we'll see you back here each and every Thursday. Thank you so much for being here. Get ready to rise. Love you, ladies. If you resonated with the messages in this podcast, we would love if you left us a review on iTunes or if you shared this with your community, you can tag the Fem Podcast on Instagram. If you're wanting to take this work just a little bit deeper, hop inside the weekly. Every week we meet, we've got guest coaches covering a wide array of topics on personal growth, development, to really help you sink into living your best life, to curating the lifestyle that really sets your soul on fire and choose what you pay. So you can pay whatever you like, $11, 33 or $77 for the entire month. You also get access to all of the recordings. Go take advantage every single month. We also donate part of the proceeds to a change-making organization. So while you are giving back to yourself and really connecting yourself with an incredible community, you're also giving back to the world. So we love you so much. We can't wait to see you inside that community to make change, to spark Uh, more collective love together. And as always, we're so appreciative for you and we love you so much. So thanks for listening and we'll see you right back in this same place next week.